Welcome to the Odd Data Podcast, where normal is not my specialty. I am Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out, and this is the show where I share my thoughts and stories on a variety of things with the hope of making you maybe think a bit, at the very least, get a bit of a laugh. So, before we get started tonight, I wanted to kind of chat about the show in general, the the ever-evolving thing that is this podcast, and kind of introduce you to some of the latest experiment in the evolution of this program, segments. I'm going to actually start kind of creating, a, working an actual format of the show and have different segments to the show. And I'm basically going to break it all down into three parts. I'm going to have a what I'm calling the bullshit from the news, which is, as it sounds, it's basically a news story that I'm kind of, I'm sharing a thought, a story or two, something that I just felt like I needed to say something. I'll have my, my, my story time segment. I don't know if I'm going to stick with that name, but story time works at the moment, which will be kind of the familiar picking a topic Maybe you're maybe not related to whatever other stuff is going on, but just my topic for the week is something I'm going to talk about, almost like a uh, a Dennis Miller-esque rant, I guess you could say. And I'll wrap everything up with a podcast review. More just because as I've gotten into this, I've wanted to share the shows and the things that I like with others and in the previous uh, formatting of the show it didn't really lend itself to that necessarily and this way I've kind of got substance I've got something to I've got format I've got organization I have to actually think ahead of what I'm going to talk about holy shit so with all this in mind let's jump into this week's bullshit from the news This week's bullshit from the news is courtesy of George Zimmerman. And if anybody out there remembers this guy, acquitted of killing Trayvon Martin, that whole case of uh, so-called white uh, neighborhood watch patrolman shoots and kills unarmed black teenager in the neighborhood when and that whole thing. And apparently this guy has put up the gun he used to shoot this kid and killed this kid up for auction. He is selling the gun publicly, like put it up on an auction for the sake of, and has said that it is of a historical significance. What? What what historical significance is the gun you used to murder a, a a kid? Now I'm I'm not even like gonna say, oh I I'm not pro Trayvon Martin, I'm not pro George Zimmerman. I'm one of those kind of guys where I looked at the case and was like, okay, 
they were both wrong. Dude was a dick and profiled. The kid picked a fight. One thing led to another and a kid is dead. And it's really fucked up. But it's more fucked up that this guy is sitting there and capitalizing, trying to make money off of the sale of this gun. Like, really? You're going to go out there and like, oh, look, it's the gun that killed Trayvon Martin. It's a piece of history. Uh, He apparently has said that he intends to use the money, at least a portion of the money, to fight the violence caused by the Black Lives Matter movement. Now, I, I will say I'm not a supporter of the Black Lives Matter movement, and it's more of the movement in general and, like, the organization and the people that have registered this trademark and shit like this. The people that go out there and use those sort of organizations and things like that to justify violence against police officers and other people. Um, there's no justification for uh, discriminatory violence like that. But there's also no justification for his actions, I guess you could say. Um, he's just being a dick. This guy is just a fame hog, and he wants to get famous one way or another. And the worst part is he thinks that he is in the right. He thinks that that he should, that he's some fucking superhero. Like, no. You're a guy who literally got away with murder. Now, like, I don't think it was premeditated or anything like that. But he, he essentially got away with murder, and now he's trying to make money off of, here's the gun that I got away with murder from. Like, are you fucking kidding me? You need to go away. You need to fucking crawl in a hole. This guy has been getting in trouble since his court case. He's been accused of uh, domestic violence multiple times uh, by his wife who left him during the trial because of his domestic violence issues. Two girlfriends since. He's been arrested multiple times for firearms charges. And he's just generally been a, a grade-A dickweed since the trial. And this is just one more thing. He wants to be famous. He wants to be some fucking superhero or something. And he's just generally a piece of shit. And he needs to go away. And whoever whoever buys this gun, I hope not. I hope nobody fucking bids on this thing. It's out for fucking auction. I hope nobody bids on this thing. But whoever buys this thing, it probably. I hope they're buying it to get to take the fame away from him. But if if any anybody out there is jackassy enough to buy this thing because they believe his bullshit, they need to be beaten with reeds. Not that I'm condoning violence against a person, but he should be beaten with reeds. Seems a little biblical. I don't know. It's the first thing that came out to mind because... There's a lot of things that are more violent, I guess. We don't need to, we don't need to encourage violence against the violent, right? That's what a lot of people do, and too many people take violence and they use violence against violence. And and I, I'm totally the guy who's going to sit there and say he should be beaten with reeds, but I'm not going to do it. And and it's a ridiculous thing to accuse or to say. I was like, oh, he should be beaten with reeds. Who's going to fucking have reeds? I'm not saying that you should go flip his car over or he should be, you know, beaten in the street like a lot of other people try and do. But, yeah. 
that's that's my my view on George Zimmerman. I, I generally just think he's a piece of shit, and that's my opinion. That that is the opinion of me, because you know you got to say that to protect your ass legally, don't you? Because people are so happy. But that's a topic for another show. And now it's story time. Not much of a story time today. I would say it's more of a of a thought. And I think that's where this this whole segment is going to kind of be, as this is my thought for the week. Um, something that's kind of a, that popped into my head, and I start thinking about, it and I go, "Yeah, maybe I should talk about that." Now, it's no surprise on this show if you've listened to this show at all for any amount of time that I like profanity. I like to swear. I I knew going into this whole thing that I was going to have to have a, a an expletive and a filled show um, that this was not going to be a clean podcast this is not going to be a a family show this is going to be because that's just the way I talk um, I have the vocabulary of an Irish sailor sorry Irish Mexican sailor I, I swear a lot I say fuck a lot I use a lot of, uh, I just, that's how I talk. Um, and it's not like I swear just for the sake of swearing. I, I might throw a lot of, of F-bombs and say shit and fuck and goddamn it a lot. But I use profanity as, as, it's not a crutch word. It's not my um or like, which I, I know I, do a lot. I think you know is my big crutch word, but I, I I use profanity and I hate that this is my example. Oh man, I hate that this is my my best way to describe my use of profanity. And I had to explain it to my dad this way at one point. Is that it came from an episode of SpongeBob. Yes. SpongeBob motherfucking SquarePants defined my use of profanity perfectly. Very simply, SpongeBob had an episode where they introduced profanity, which was essentially a series of like dolphin squeaks and ship noises and shit on the show, because come on, it's Nickelodeon, they can't have SpongeBob yell, God damn it! But that would be funny as hell. Just SpongeBob stubs his toe and God damn it. I, I can't do a SpongeBob voice thing. God. Um, but yeah, they, they, but their description, the way they, they introduced profanity into the SpongeBob world is the, the, these words are vocabulary enhancers that Profanity is essentially words that you add into your vocabulary. These are words you use to enhance the experience of your words. And when I heard that, I was like, fuck, that's exactly the the modern use of profanity. You know, back in the day, back when my dad was a kid, back when my grandparents were kids, 
I don't know why I always say my dad. But back when my parents, both of my parents were children, they, you didn't swear. I mean, yeah, there were certain, you, people swore. But people didn't swear like they do now. And people throw around a lot of profanity a lot more now where, you know, back in the day before there was an R rating. Was it? No, there was R rating. There wasn't a PG-13. Whatever. Movie ratings are a whole other subject. But back in the day, forever ago, you know, you didn't have profanity in movies. People didn't swear. If you swore in a movie, you're an R rating. That's it. And now there's so much profanity in just everyday conversation that you can get away with a fuck in a PG-13 movie. You get one. You get one fuck in a PG-13 movie. Now, that's just an odd statement. That was just oddly phrased. You cannot fuck in a PG-13 movie. You can say it. Get one. And some movies use it. They'll just take it for the sake of, I get to say it one time. I think Breaking Bad was allowed to use, to say it like once a season or once an episode or some bullshit like that. But they were given one. And so they, they used it creatively. But that's censor rules. That's FCC guidelines and all that fun stuff. I don't have to deal with that. I can say whatever the fuck I want. But there's still the issues of, you know, of, of taste, I guess. But there's so much more profanity now than there used to be. And for me, I don't use profanity flagrantly. I don't just throw I don't just throw profanity out there. I don't swear for swear's sake. I swear as a means of of enhancing the emotional, uh, enhancing the emotions of the statement. And it's, it's interesting to use profanity to heighten the emotion of your words to further explain the gravity of the situation, I guess. And I, I was trying to explain this to a friend the other day, and my best example was, you know, it's the difference between saying that, oh, I have a lot of M&Ms. Like, oh, really? How much do you have? I've got a shitload of M&Ms. You understand what a shitload is. A lot is a very vague term, isn't it? But a shitload, you know that's a shitload. Uh, Penn and Teller did a whole episode of the bullshit show about numbers. And they're like, you know, this is some, this is a lot, this is a shitload, this is a motherfucking shitload. Using profanity to define a, a number. And that number is irrelevant, but the, the, the size of the number is defined by the use of profanity in the extremity of the profanity. Because a motherfucking shitload is obviously more than a regular shitload. It's more than a lot. But just the the addition of profanity into that statement, just as, as a volumetric measure, you are using profanity to measure volume and mass and things of that sort. And it's, it's a funny thing that... But that is where we are now. And that is my use of profanity. It's used as an expression of, of emotion and, and scale. 
Yeah, scale is that's the word I've been looking for this whole time. Scale, um, or just the emotional element of it too. That's always been a, another one for me. It's like profanity in an emotional context. There are people that can sit there and go completely without profanity and can stub their toe and just say "ow," or something happens like they're a disappointment or something of that sort, and that they're like, "Oh man." That doesn't really have the same oomph as... God damn it! Just saying. That has just a, a, a bit more expression to it. It has more feeling. You understand more the gravity of the situation. And that that's kind of my my perspective on it. That's my, my view of profanity. Um, and on the same note, with all of the vocabulary enhancement and emotional expression that comes with profanity... I still try not to use it around my kids. I, I try. I not for any reason don't think that I don't swear around my kids. I do. But I do try and limit myself. I try not to say fuck around my kids. Not even because I don't think that I should swear around my kids. They are my kids. They understand. This is the way dad talks and they understand. You don't speak to, as a child, you don't speak to adults that way. But at the same time... I know my kids are going to repeat everything we say because that's their kids. You know, my kids are nine months right now. They're nine months, two years, four years, and six going on, you know, six and a half. They're going to repeat every fucking thing I say. So if I start swearing up a storm just as casual conversation to my, in the direction of my children, they're going to start saying that back. And so I, I limit the amount of profanity I use just to limit the amount of profanity that they're going to filter back out because I don't need them saying that at school. I don't need my my six-year-old going to first grade and and dropping a, a, a box in class and screaming, God damn it, son of a bitch. I don't need that. So I try and limit and at the same time, we've also taught the boys, you don't talk like that to adults. Which is another funny whole little thing by itself. I, out of a respect thing. And again, I, I sit here and I talk to you guys. And I tell you about how, you know, I use profanity left and right. And I tell stories and just about every story that I have is loaded with profanity. Uh, again, the way I talk. But when I'm speaking to... Adults, and I say adults as in more adulty than me. Like I realize I'm 31, I'm an adult, I'm married, I have four kids. There's more, there's no more adult that you can be until you become a grandparent. But I don't swear around, I guess, a more adulty than me, adults in authority over me, I guess you could say. I don't swear at my boss. I don't swear around now, my direct supervisors, those guys that are like on my level, but they're like, like the guys that I work with that are technically my supervisors, we're all like, we're the ground level guys. They just happen to be the ground level guy who's in charge. We all swear it's just conversational. Like, oh man, that was fucking great, right? Yeah, that's just because we're all the guys working together. Man, and it happens he's the guy who's the supervisor over all of us, whatever. But when the owner's in town, Yes, sir. No, sir. I'm, I'm not swearing around the boss. 
You don't swear to the, you don't swear around the boss. It's a matter of respect. It's a matter of keeping your job. But yeah, and it, it's professionalism and everybody knows, everybody should know you don't swear around the boss. It's just dumb. Um, I don't swear around my parents either. Believe it or not. Irish Mexican family. My parents swear. My parents will swear around me, but I will not swear around my parents. And dear God, I never, while they were alive, never swore around my grandparents. Uh, I was 25, 26 ish when my grandparents died. Cause I can't do math right now. Um, uh, I still was in fear of my grandmother whooping my ass if I were to swear in front of her. I would never in my life consider swearing in front of my grandmother, and I've heard my grandmother swear. I would never have thought about swearing in front of my grandmother. She would beat my ass. I knew she would beat my ass, and I had that understanding. Until the day she died, I would not have sworn in front of my grandmother because I'm pretty sure even in her 80s and me in my mid to late 20s, she would have beaten my ass with a chancla and that would have been that. And for all, and it's just that respect thing. It's that this is a person that is a position of respect and authority over me and I don't swear. I, I, I do my damnness not to swear. Occasionally shit slips out around my dad, but my dad's also in old Irish DJ sailor. So I don't, I try not to swear around my parents. I do my damnedest not to swear around my parents. I don't swear on my boss whenever possible. Um, I do try and restrain myself, but when I'm like here or in casual conversation, I'm, I throw out profanity left and right. It's just kind of, again, it's natural. It's the way I talk. And I actually saw a study that said that using profanity at work with your coworkers is actually almost like a sign of camaraderie. It's a, it's a show of your, it's almost a bonding thing because everybody, you're letting your guard down to a degree. Everybody has that. They're all on the same level, I guess you could say. And so it's, you're not so uptight. You let your guard down and you can sit there and joke around and, and shoot the shit, as they say, back in the day. Does anybody still say shoot the shit? I don't know. I'm, I'm old timey like that. So I don't, I don't know what the kids say these days, but I remember that that is a something that was said back in the day. But yeah, that is, that is my view on profanity. That concludes story time for this week. I gotta, I gotta find transitions for this shit, don't I? I came up with the idea of segments and didn't know exactly how I was gonna do it. But, that brings us to, I'm gonna wrap up to this week with my podcast review of the week. The first podcast review of the week for the Odd Dad Out show. And, I am going to throw this one way out to a, a, it's not even just a singular podcast review. This one is actually going out to a group. It's an entire, it's a, I wouldn't call it a network. I'd call it a group. Like I'm kind of building a group, um, with this show and the mom and dad cuss show. Yeah. Another use of profanity. Um, but my podcast review of the week and my highly recommended 
Sans Pants Radio at sanspantsradio.com. This is a group of podcasters, a, a whole group of podcasts. Um, they're from Australia. Highly explicit, by the way. Lots of profanity. Um, and if you're one of those people that's touchy about certain swear words, like fuck is okay. But if you hear cunt, you're going to scream. Not for you. And I've, I've spoken before about how the Europeans and Australians use that word like Americans use asshole. That's basically it. And so if you're okay with that, this is for you. Totally. Um, if you're listening to me, you're probably having the same sense of humor that would put you in their, their wheelhouse. Um, let's see, let's run down their shows really quick. Uh, let's see. We have D and D is for nerds, literally a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Literally them playing Dungeons and Dragons as a podcast. Um, we have Shut Up a Second, which is one of my personal favorites. Pick a subject, rant about it. Hypothetical questions. Spin off of Shut Up a Second. They also have It's Just Good Business, where they basically have the same kind of pros- the same format, but in a pitching business ideas. It's like rather than here's a subject we're going to talk about ants, it's a hey, let's pitch a business idea and discuss. And then the movie shows they do, Plumbing the Death Star, which is what they, what they describe as answering the unfinished questions from your favorite movies. And they do like kind of movie reviews and breakdowns and shit like that. And then Movie Maintenance, which is a spinoff from Plumbing the Death Star, where they literally take a movie or TV show or something and pitch how to fix it, basically. Or take an idea for a movie and pitch the movie. It's it's a lot of movie pitches. And hilarious. They recently did a two-part on how to fix uh, Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice films. Which, the fact that they went into such depth about how to fix these was kind of hilarious. But this entire network group uh, at Sandspans is about like I can't even remember there's like eight or nine people in this group and they basically interrotate between shows it's not there's it's not a set group of hosts for any particular show they kind of tag in and out and some act as producers on certain episodes and some act as hosts and like kind of panel they're almost like panel style shows the way they discuss everything and so they have a lot of fun and the chemistry between these groups, a lot of them, they, they're all relatively young. Uh, they, they talk about high school like it was yesterday. And a lot of them, they've been, they're essentially, they're just a big group of friends who have fun sitting down recording podcasts, talking about the nerdy shit that they're into everywhere from talking nerd movies and, and things of that sort to, to literally playing Dungeons and Dragons. And it's just the chemistry they've got. They're so hilarious because of the personal knowledge and intimacy and just their, their friends. And it's really fun to listen to them and the way they interact. So I highly, highly, highly recommend any of the Sans Pants shows. And I think that if you are listening to me and you appreciate in any degree my sense of humor, these guys are 
fucking hilarious, so I think you should listen to him. And and again, that's the guys over at Sans Pants Radio at sanspantsradio.com. And w- once you listen to one of their shows, you're probably going to pick up the rest. That's all. That's how it happened for me. Okay. Now, here's the part where I tell you to to subscribe. Why? Because you need to subscribe. You need to come back. You need to give me feedback, too, because I need to know how this whole experiment and segments is working out. I know I need work. That's for you to email me at odddadout at gmail.com. That's for you to leave me comments or tweets or whatnot on Facebook and Twitter at odddadout. And that's for you to subscribe by going to odddadout.blogspot.com and clicking one of those happy little links across the top of the page that says subscribe. Whether you're on Android or on iTunes or Stitcher or on Spreaker where I, I this show lives. That is what you need to do. But I've got all those nice little buttons there for you to subscribe. And now it's really easy. Because there's the Google Play music thing, and there's iTunes, so that basically means everybody has a podcast thing built in. So, again, go in, subscribe, rate, review, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your grandmother, put it on their phone, make them listen, because if you're listening to me, there's got to be somebody else in your family who's just fucked up as I am. And until next week, I've been Adam Higgins, your dad out. Thank you and good night. <laughs>